At KPMG, we make the difference. It's not just something we say. It's what we do. Our professionals believe in the value of collaboration and the power of technology. We work closely with clients to uncover insights that illuminate opportunity, develop bold solutions that innovate industries, and create better outcomes driven by data. Brighter insights, bolder solutions, better outcomes. It's how our people make the difference, driving growth and value for our clients. KPMG, make the difference. Today, live from Studio 1A, it's this year's Emmy host, Kenan Thompson. Then, get ready to laugh with Danny DeVito and his daughter, Lucy. Plus, an incredible co-host, the man behind the number one country morning show in America, Mr. Bobby Bones. From Rockefeller Plaza in New York City, it's today with Hoda and Jenna. It all starts right now. music you're in awe of him and if you don't oh, I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm just not used to it TV and radio personality Bobby Bones you're here thank you it's Bobby like, it's back there you yeah. were like Nick Saban to the team to me you're like we're gonna get him we're gonna go we're gonna run through a wall that was Hoda to me right there it was the greatest pump up I've ever had do you know what he just said he just saw Jacob Soberoff walk through and he goes what'd you say Oh, I said, I'm the Walmart version of him. I'm like the generic. That, he's all slick and cool. And I'm like, I'm the generic drug at the pharmacy of that guy. So Bobby is here. You know, you guys, I don't know if you've heard Bobby Bones on radio, but you have such a unique way about you that you have kind of won yourself into the hearts of like of country music. And when you popped in, and that was, a, I don't know how many years ago. Like nine or so. Nine years ago. I mean, that was a tough road to climb. That wasn't that wasn't an easy street for you. Yeah, it's uh, coming into something that has been so traditional. Yeah. Now, I'm from Mountain Pine, Arkansas, population 772. Yeah. Like, you get no more country. But also, I grew up in the 90s, where Napster happened. And I love yeah. hip-hop. And I love classic rock. And so I kind of infused it all together and said, I'm country. But people don't like change. You know, they don't. Yeah, they want to keep it. But the, way my, it the thing that I constantly do is promote authenticity. So you get it, even when I say I'm the Walmart version of. <laughs> so Jacob, it, yeah. it's been it's been really great. And this is so great to be here too. Is it weird to be? It's weird to be in this seat because I've sat with you. Yeah, we've sat together. One of my friends, if I can tell a story about you for a second. Oh. One of my friends named Keaton said, "I love Hoda so much. She watches every day." Oh. She said, I love Hoda so much. Is she nice in person? And my initial answer was, yeah, she's very nice. She's awesome because you are. But then I thought, wait, I've got more to that story. So you won't remember this. But I have been here, and professionally, you're so kind, and you're, you're extra with people like me who come in. Nobody knows who I am for the most part. Like, really, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not you. So once, probably eight years ago, I was walking down the street in New York. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I'm from a small town in Arkansas. <laughs> New York, Los Angeles, crazy to me. Yeah. Never even thought I would be here, much less work here, you yeah. know, at times. And I always wanted to see a celebrity in one of the big cities. And I'm walking, and you're sitting at an outdoor restaurant, mm -hmm. and you're having lunch. Now, there are two rules when seeing <laughs> celebrities. If they're eating, don't bother them. If they have their kids with them, don't bother them. That's it. Otherwise, if they're in public, fair game. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. And I see you, and I'm like, that's Hoda. Oh, my gosh. So I waited for you to finish eating. <gasps> That's right. I'm a stalker. I'm a creep, creepy. <laughs> and then you got up and walked me out. And I walked over to you, and I said, 
Hello, Hoda, my name is Bobby. I'm a huge fan of you. And you spent probably five to seven minutes mm. with me. You didn't know I was in entertainment. I mean, I barely was. You'd never at, you just said, hey, where are you from? Hey, why are you in New York? Mm -hmm. Hey, let me recommend. You did that as a human uh. to human? I've never forgotten that. God, that's so touching. I'm and so surprised. So to, to the viewers who watch this every day, because I know Hoda feels like family to you, and I do this too, I wonder, are the people that I listen to or watch, are they as cool in person? I think we all wonder that. She's even better in person because she has more time than a segment. And that's a 100% true story that I, I've never got to tell until now, but you were, and, and it also has kind of inspired me to all, just always to be good with folks, regardless. So By thank way, you for that. That is the most beautiful thing that you just said. I'm so touched, deeply touched. Um, I don't know why. Oh, come here, come here, come here. Come here, don't cry on me here, Hoda. Um, um, let's, let's that was really sweet. But you know what, here's the thing, because I think when people see you, and in, when you go to Nashville, there is like one radio host who everybody wants to talk to, and I know that because I've spoken, I've, whenever I wanted to interview Carrie Underwood, I would look for a Bobby Bones with Carrie Underwood interview because I wanted to see what she talked about when she was most comfortable, when she was put at ease, when she didn't feel like someone had a sledgehammer, when she felt like she was just sitting with a friend. And I always wondered, like, as I watched your interviews, I was like, how is it that people seem to open up? Like, what is happening? Because you can be sweet and kind, but it doesn't necessarily mean that someone's going to open up and really speak to you. So what do you think it is or was like what what is it that's happening there i think when i talk to people i yeah. try not to and, and you're great at this but it's not talking at them it's very much talking to them and finding yeah. a similarity for yeah. example if i were interviewing you yeah you know when you started your career i don't think people understand this like you drove around on a van you you finished school and you drive around and you get turned down by so many tv mm -hmm. stations right mm -hmm. and now we look at you as the great hoda uh, i over 30 radio stations rejected me right and so i would talk to you about that because you had quite the struggle to just get did started. You really have 30 oh yeah, I got so many no's. Did you of, did you really get Yeah, yeah. Right. I got all those no's. Wow. And so it's finding the similarity because and I think this is really a problem with our culture now is we're not focusing on similarities at all. We're finding the small 3% of things were different. That's right. And just going after them That's and it's right. created this toxic culture now everywhere. That's right. So what I try to do is find what do we share? Yeah. You feel comfortable. So now let me start asking some things that maybe you haven't been asked before. You know, when you talk about the piece that's similar, so funny, I was, someone was telling me the story about this couple that was in an art, they were in a horrible way in their relationship and they went to a shrink and the shrink said, well, what do you like about her? Nothing. What do you like about him? Nothing. Okay, uh, where do you guys go to eat? Uh, you know, do you like a similar restaurant? Oh, no, I like Italian. Oh, I like Middle Eastern. She's like, what do you, okay, is there any, what do you guys have, in, what do you like? And they go, pita bread. And they go, he goes, pita bread. We're gonna start with that. We're gonna start with the one thing you have in common, and then we're gonna work our way out. So it's kind of like I that. mean, isn't that a yeah. uh, just a metaphor for what we should be doing yeah. now, generally anyway? Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, I think here's the things we love. All of us, uh, probably pizza. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Right. I mean, there there yeah. are general. Yeah. Uh, probably we've all needed something from someone. They've helped us, so we're trying to help other yeah. folks. Right. That that's a very common yeah. thing. We love weekends. Right. Most people love weekends. Yeah. Speaking about weekends, how was your Labor Day weekend? What'd you do? It was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we, my wife and I went on vacation. How and, long have you been married? Uh, we just celebrated a year. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm surprised, too. By the she's, way, she's allowed it. You guys are gorgeous. You're like a gorgeous couple. I did kind of stalk your Instagram, and I was like, what up with this entire... Wow. She elevates the group, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. The average goes up because of her. Yeah, and she's... 
the, the weird thing about her is she's also funnier than I am. Like what I get celebrated <laughs> for, she's better than me at. Oh, she is. And so everything. And she's actually the creator. She picked out my suit. By she the does way, it all. She's on point. She styles me. She's funnier is than she me. Is she watching right now? She, she's actually standing somewhere back there. Where? Oh, she is back there. Wait, she's here? She's here, yeah. There she is, right there. Oh my God. I didn't even <laughs> see you. Hi. Yeah. Oh my God. You guys are the most gorgeous couple ever. Did you just know right when you met Bobby, like he was the one? Yeah. <laughs> sure. She gave a thumbs up. She's not Mike, but wow. What, a, so, what an amazing couple. We came back from mm -hmm. our weekend, and oh. now we're here. We traveled up here. But nothing, you know, terribly exciting for yeah. the weekend. What about you? You know what? We do basic stuff. We did, like, we did, like, a lemonade stand with the kids. It was kind of like the wind down of summer. But I learned something about myself that I did not realize until I heard myself on video doing this. So my kids were in these little kid running races. Like the five-year-olds run together, the three and fours run together. So I was just video. Like foot racing. Yeah. Oh, there they are there. Yeah. So I'm just taping them. I'm like, yay. Yeah. So I go back and listen to the audio. There's hope. I am screaming like one of those crazy. I'm like, get it, get it. I'm like, jets on, jets, go, go. Like I'm screaming as if this is an Olympic race. And it reminded me. <laughs> I'm crazy. But it reminds me, if you've ever played any sport ever, that bubbles up inside you. Like, I remember being down five points with 15 seconds left playing on the Ford High School basketball team. I'm like, we can win it, and here's how we're gonna do it. I'm gonna get fouled, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna hit the three, we're gonna miss the... Like, I had the plan, so I believed in my soul that it could be done. It sounds like they're competing for a scholarship with your passion there, <laughs> like you're, they're already trying to get that deal. And I was like, did she get third? Because first, second, and third gets a medal. I mean, what am I doing? Did she get third? And she's like, how, how old so, is she again? She's five. I'm so, <laughs> but, but I gotta, I just gotta remember, like, we're all in it for fun. It's just did she get fun. third? She got third. And then what, what did she do with the medal, though? She kept it. We put it in a Ziploc, and she wanted to keep it. And Hope got one, because everyone gets one when you're really super little, so we, we well, kept it. congratulations to you for your medal. <laughs> That's what it is right there. Congratulations. Coming up next, we are putting three Plaza fans to the test with a really fun game. And we'll find out if they can spot the snake in the grass oh. after this. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the True Crime Original. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. We're back, guys. It's a Tuesday morning. Bobby, in addition to everything you do on radio, you happen to be doing another show on our sister network on USA. It's called Snake in the Grass. What is it, for those who haven't seen it yet? It's basically a social experiment to see, do you really know who's lying? We always think we can tell yeah. who's lying, yeah. but it's that, and we're also putting you through strenuous things to oh. see if that helps break you as well. Where do they shoot this? And we, we were in Costa Rica for five weeks okay. at, a, like, a 
Holiday Inn near the airport in Costa Rica. Let me tell you. TV seems a lot more glamorous than it is. Hold up. All right, so should we play our little version of it? I would love to. All right, let's play Snake in the Grass. All right, so now what are we doing here? Okay, so what we're going to do is we have some friends here that we don't know yet, but we met them during the break. They're amazing. And they're going to figure out who's lying. Okay. You or I. So we're going to have a story. And All that's right. It. Okay, so here you guys are from our plaza. We're gonna ha we have Darlene from Elizabeth yes. City, North Carolina, along with sisters in law Rebecca and Gloria from Logansport, Louisiana. Welcome, guys. All right. Here's how it's gonna work. Okay. Both Hoda and I will both tell you a story from mm -hmm. our lives. Okay. Okay, so this is us, like real life stuff. Yeah. One of us is gonna be making it up. Mm -hmm. So you're watching us, and you will each get to ask a question after we're done mm -hmm. to kind of press us to see, hmm. Can he follow that up, or can she follow that up? If you three are unanimous in who the liar is, you'll each win $500. Oh, Boom. That's right. Awesome. Okay. So, hold up. I'm going to let you go first okay. with your story. Since we were talking about sports, I'm going to tell you my sports story. So, <clears throat> I was playing high school basketball, and we were down, God, I don't know, 40 points maybe. It was a terrible game. It was the worst. And I was dribbling the ball down the court. I was like, I've got to score something. And a girl stole the ball from me, and I was flat on my back. I was embarrassed. It was horrible. So I grabbed her by the ankle <laughs> and pulled her. And my mom got up in the stands, and her mom got up in the stands, and it was almost a situation. That's a good story. True or false, that's a money story. <laughs> that's a good, yeah, that's good. Okay. Any, any, any questions? Any, any follow-up? Yeah, let's ask her a question. What position did you play, Hilda? I played forward. Question. Any other questions? Did you get a technical foul for that? Uh, no, I did not get a technical foul. And what was the name of the other team? TC Williams. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, I hope my memory's right. Pretty good. Ish. Okay. All right, Bobby, it's time for your story. Let's hear Bobby's story. Okay. You guys probably know um, it's been printed many times. Ryan Seacrest and I are second cousins, and we worked together in American Idol for four years. And so I actually wasn't working on Idol, but since we are similar looking, they asked me to go be a stand-in on Idol, and that's where that started. I was doing radio in the evening, and I was working at a marina earlier in the day, and Ryan was like, hey, we need someone that can be a stand-in as they do camera angles. So I was there, and I slowly moved up, and then I became the guy in the show. Okay, there's my story. Why are you turning that? That's a, go ahead. Come on, I see you looking at me sideways. Okay, so when did American Idol start? The whole, I have no idea. I guess if I was a liar, I would give you a better answer. Uh, if I were guessing, I was in 99, 98, something like that. I wasn't on then. Okay. I came later, okay. yes. Uh, where was the marina at? Lake Washita in Mountain Pine Hot Springs, Arkansas. And I filled boats up, barges. I filled barges up and I did ice all day long. Oh. So you go into the machine, you put a little blue tally on it, you do the ice, and those are the two things I did. All right, guys, it's time. Was the last oh, one? we gotta go. So, right. yeah, the okay. answer to vote. B. <clears throat> The answer is B. <laughs> okay, let's vote. Who do you think is the liar? Is it Hoda or is it me? Go on up and let's put it on in okay. here. You want to make yeah. it, you want to, whoever it is, do you it frontward. You guys have to be unanimous, right? Yeah. Is that right? They have to be unanimous? Put it frontward, okay. yes. Unanimous. If it's unanimous, they win. Okay. All right. So, who's, so this is who's not telling the truth, who's lying? Yeah, this is the liar. Okay. Okay, let's open the first one here. The first person they think is lying is Hoda. The second person. That they think is lying is Hoda. <laughs> if that if this is a true story from you, I've lost faith in humanity, Hoda. Oh no. You. Uh, <laughs> although I didn't hear you yelling at your kids to run faster, so. <laughs> Hoda. Okay. okay, so 
you all three think Hoda's the liar here. Mm -hmm. So, what we'll do on the show, which USA, every Monday night, please watch. Uh, I'd like to have my job, please. Uh, the, the snake stands up. So, will the real snake please stand up? It was me. I'm not, oh, oh, no. I'm not related to Ryan Seacrest. I'm not friends, but I'm not related. No! So, you guys get t-shirts. Oh, I know. But you know what? Wait a minute. Why don't we just give him five hundred? Ah! station USA again 11 10 central all right coming up the next host of primetime Emmy Awards Keenan Thompson right after this our next guest is already a legend in comedy and right here on the halls of 30 Rock he's SNL's longest running cast member and You're so weird. You are. Ever. Yeah, he's already doing like hand motions, and I like it. In only six days, Keenan's hosting the 74th annual Primetime Emmy Awards, airing right here on NBC. Keenan, welcome. Welcome, Keenan. All right, here we go. You got a big show coming up. Big show. Go, butterflies, or big you just kind month. of cruise into this? I feel it for sure. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely on my mind, and now you know we're inside the week of it, so mm -hmm. you know it's coming up on Monday. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to get it done. Mm -hmm. Are you dreaming about it? <laughs> Yeah. Like literally go to sleep because you're thinking, like, do you dream that maybe you're naked on stage or? Or late. Or late. All or those things that, are like that's common the one. dreams, yeah. Late or forget something, you know what I mean? Like I don't have a suit or like, you know what I mean? Like so any kind like, of like. So do you like rehearse and rehearse? How does it even work to host the Emmys? Yeah, I'm, we're going to rehearse, I think, all weekend probably yeah. just to make sure it, it's tight. I mean, I, I, I think for me, it's mostly about the, the beginning of it yeah. and, and nailing the monologue and whatever the opening is going to uh -huh. be. And then throughout the rest of the night, like, the bits will play, like, with other people. And then, like, you know, it'll be a quick thing in between most of the rest of the night type stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's all about the beginning. And, yeah, that's what I've been, like, really focusing on. Will you change during the show? Meaning, are you guys leaving it open to if you need to change, a, um, especially in the monologue-ish mm -hmm. part? Mm -hmm. I know you're doing a musical number, and there are a lot yeah. of, of, of sketch-type things, mm -hmm. but are you leaving room to, if we need to change a joke, yeah. mm -hmm. we can do it yeah. right before the show? Yeah. Oh, you have to. I mean, I, that, you know, that's anything with any kind of, like, live element. You know, you have that opportunity, mm -hmm. so you should take it. You know what I mean? Like, if we want to switch a joke, let's just make sure everybody is aware of it. So, like, if I'm using a prompter or, or whatever, if I don't have it, like, right off the top of my head, then... It'll be there in the the new wordage that we the we new all wordage. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> new wordage. Okay, so SNL's getting ready to fire back up. So when you, when this starts again, because you've been doing it for this is twenty. Twenty. I just wanted you to say. Yeah, this 20. is twenty. Oh my gosh. Twenty. Do you, your, do you remember your audition with Laura Michaels? Absolutely. And where what happened? Look at the black eyed peas. <laughs> like, oh, the black eyed um, peas. <laughs> What happened? Yeah. I was, you know, highly frightened. Yeah. Uh, look, shout out to Zoe. Nice. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, it's a, a very surreal experience, you know, because it is so uh, beloved and known and, and famous and, and popular or whatever. But well, not being bit? a New Yorker, I didn't know what to expect. What so you walk What would you do? I, I opened with a phone conversation between Al Sharpton and Arnold Schwarzenegger for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> How'd it go? 
I don't remember. <laughs> was, like, Schwarzenegger was having problems with, like, water or something at that time, like, <laughs> kind of similar to what's happening now. Um, and, like, Sharpton was to the rescue for some reason. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember exactly. I, but I remember being, like, super awkward and just starting with the sound effect of a phone call. And doing that in a comedy club did not transfer. Like, when I did it <laughs> in the studio, it was like, oh, that's kind of what we do. But in the comedy club, I, I skipped the whole, like, how's everybody doing tonight? Yeah. You know what I mean? Any of that. So, yeah, it was just, like, weird and awkward. But, you know, I made it through. 20 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've been consistent in my life as being funny, right? Mm -hmm. um, all that, Keen mm -hmm. McHale. As I go through SNL, and I think about how you've kind of always been there. So, I, you know, here I am. I was born mm -hmm. in the 80s, but I recognize you for those shows. If an 80-year-old grandma recognizes you, what does she know you from? 80-year-old grandmas, I think, know me a lot from the Nickelodeon days, you know? And they were probably, like, hands-on with their kids and, like, watching kind of over their shoulders and then finding themselves kind of watching the entire show as, as well, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, those shows were very, like, generational kind of viewing, you know, which was very cool. Like, every time I, I would hear that, oh, I watched this with my entire family, like, that, that makes me feel good. Real quick, let's go through a couple. We're doing a little thing we're calling Seenin with Keenan. We're gonna put up a photo real quick. Just tell us about it. We just have a couple of seconds for each one, but okay. here's first up. We got... Oh, yeah. Uh, family Feud. Yeah. Oh, that's the one uh, where Tracy, Tracy and Leslie were in a relationship and Tracy had a new family. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. All right, what's the next one? <laughs> we got... Uh, oh, Lobster Diner. The, the very first, I think, uh, Broadway musical celebration series of things that Mulaney brought to the show when he would host. Okay. And Here, that was the first one. It was, it was great. And here's the last one. Oh, something close. Something close. Everybody gets up. My Instagram pick, by the way, still to this day. Wait, everybody like gets something? Profile. Is that what it is? Yeah, something close. <laughs> and uh, that was just me and Brian Tucker having fun. He was like, I feel like there's a version of Santa Claus where he, it's just a different guy and he kind of wants everybody to get something, even if you're on the naughty list. <laughs> so that was, that was a fun day. Coldest day in the world we had to shoot on yeah. that day. And, of course, I felt sorry for... Uh, Cecily and Sashir, because they were in, like, elf outfits. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a hard one. But that was, that was a very fun one. Well, we wish you such good like luck yeah. at the Emmys. You're going to be great. Thank You're going to kill you it. We can't, we'll be watching you, honey. Thank you. Thank you can get Keenan hosting the primetime Emmys live Monday night, 8 Eastern, right here on NBC. Okay, coming up, woman who changed the course of civil rights forever, Miss Ruby Bridges, next. It's that time of year. Kids all over the country are headed back to school. But for Ruby Bridges, her first day of first grade changed the course of history. We are going to catch up with the civil rights icon in just a moment. But first, let's hear a little bit of her story in her own words outside of the very same school building where she made history 62 years ago. Take a look. We'll boycott any school that is integrated. I feel like I remember everything, even though I was six years old. I think that if anyone had actually gone through that as a child that you would never forget it. On November 14, 1960, Ruby Bridges became the first African-American child to integrate William Franz Elementary School in New Orleans. I remember the federal marshals knocking at the door and me standing there and wondering who they were. My parents never explained anything to me. I was only told that I was going to go to a new school and that I needed to behave. There were people lined the streets, and I remember that they were chanting. There were police officers. They were on horseback and motorcycles. 
I really felt like we had stumbled into the middle of a parade. I don't particularly feel like my life is my own, that it was destined to happen. Now, Ruby is sharing her experience in a brand new children's book. I think that six-year-old is still inside me, and she has a voice. If we're ever gonna get past our racial differences in this country or in the world, that it's going to come from our children. They come into the world with a very special gift, and that's a clean heart, a fresh start in life. This incident actually changed the face of education across the country, and that I had a role in that. I had a bigger calling on my life. Welcome, Ruby. It's so great to see you the book again. It's I Am Ruby Bridges. Boy, Ruby, when you think of, when you talk about a calling, it's so funny because when you read this book, it's through the eyes of a six-year-old and you totally understand that she's looking through with clean eyes. She doesn't understand that there's hate all around her. What made you decide to write it in this perspective? Um... There's so many other books that I've written, but I wanted to write this one from my voice and reach kids sort of where they are right yeah. now, especially that age group, you know, four or five, six years old. I mean, it's really hard to explain something like racism to a child at that age. But most kids understand the loneliness, mm -hmm. someone not wanting to play with them, mm -hmm. not really giving you a chance, you know, to make friends. And that's what I was feeling at the time, so. I wanted to reach them there, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I think they get it. <laughs> I, I really do. You know, it's an honor to meet you right now. So first of pleasure. all, it's great. But <laughs> you know what was you. great about the book was meeting you then. Mm -hmm. yes. And to read a kid's book, first of all, it meant for a kid, however I'm reading it, I'm an adult man, and I felt like I was meeting the six-year-old you. Mm -hmm. And that is what touched me so much because you walk us through I think adults should read this book. Mm -hmm. I know it's I a kid's too. book, but I think adults yes. should read this book because one, you're learning, yes. and you know, mm -hmm. so we don't make the same mistakes twice. We try to learn, mm -hmm. you know, what happened then. But as a six-year-old, I'm meeting you. But as a six-year-old, what do you remember about mm -hmm. that actual day? Oh my God, everything. I mean, I had already gone to school for kindergarten, an all-black school. I mean, that was the law then. I thought I knew what school was like until mm -hmm. I went to this school, and uh, I was expecting lots of kids to be there. When I got in, um, people rushed in behind me. They went in and took their kids out and left that day. The second day I arrived, the school was totally empty. And so for almost a year, I was trying to figure out why is the school so why different? Why are they leaving me? Yeah. You know? And there were, there were, you saw no kids in the halls, no one around. No one. I had the privilege, uh, Ruby, of interviewing you a long time ago in New Orleans. And I remember that day very clearly when you walked through the door. And I thought, she's so young. I can't believe this has happened in, in this short time period. Yes. And when I see those angry people outside screaming and yelling, you know, two, four, six, eight, we don't want to integrate and all that stuff. Did you ever hear from anybody, any of those people? Because you lived in New Orleans. And did, did anyone ever say, look, I was out there and I'm sorry. I don't know what was happening. As there. a matter of fact, I um, had an opportunity to visit a church in Dallas. And uh, the pastor introduced me to one of his members. And uh, he said, you know, I've changed my life. The only thing that I felt like I had not made right is meeting you and apologizing. He said, I was 17. Our friends came over and asked me if I wanted to go to a protest. I ended up in front of your school, and my picture is in one of your books, and I want to apologize. I am so wow. sorry. How did that sit with you? 
You know, it was amazing to hear him admit it and to see his face then and then in the photograph. But the truth was, I said to him, you know, there's nothing for me to forgive. I didn't see you. I don't know you. I never thought about you. Hmm. You know, a lot of times what people have to understand is that forgiveness is really for yourself. Right. And that's what he needed for himself. He needed for himself. Wow. Yes. What a moment, though. Yeah, wow. It was pretty powerful. Yeah. Well, Ruby, um, this is really cool. And you've got something else that you're, that you're busy working on in New Orleans, an academy? Uh, yes. And uh, the one thing that I'm really excited about is Ruby Bridges Walk to School Day, a mm -hmm. group of very young activists, fifth graders, oh. declared uh, in California November 14th, Ruby Bridges Day. And I thought, well, if I'm going to have a day, what do I want that to be? What do I want it to look like? Mm -hmm. And we all know that Dr. King's day is a day of service. I want mine to be a day of dialogue. dialogue. So when kids oh. walk into school, they talk about how they can make a difference in the world. That's awesome. Yeah, Aren't you is. so happy? I, like, I'm moved by yeah. I mean, the book, is, <laughs> yeah. the book is so good. And I, again, all you adults, you need it too. Yes. yes. Yeah, we agree. You can get your own copy of Ruby's book at Today dot com slash shop again it's called i am ruby bridges yes which, which ruby. i love the book yeah. i come from a racially diverse school i'm gonna buy the book for yeah a hundred of them for the elementary school and send it to Ooh, my school thank you so that, i was that moved by it yeah, well you know it's it's hard for us to talk about racism mm -hmm. to our kids but this is a tool that yeah. you can use cool coming up the duo you didn't even know you needed in your life <laughs> danny and lucy devito <laughs> next Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with Chris Pine to talk about a career that has taken him from Star Trek to Wonder Woman, and now the new film he wrote, directed, and stars in called Pool Man. You can get our conversation for free wherever you download your podcasts. One thing we know for sure, Danny DeVito is a living comedy legend from Taxi to Batman Returns to Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he's a dad of three kids, one of whom is sitting next to him today, Lucy DeVito. Danny and Lucy have teamed on a new animated show that is super funny called <laughs> Little Demon. In it, Lucy plays a young girl who finds out her dad is Satan. That's correct. <laughs> Satan. Lucy, is, that, is that a stretch, Lucy? Uh, no, dad? you know, it's I'm really pulling from life here. So it's really working well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll say this. We were uh, underneath, yeah. you know, in the little room. What's that called? Like a dressing room? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And some guy yells at me, hey, you need to fix your suit. And I was like, oh, there must be a tailor. It was, it was Danny. Oh, he, pull, yeah. he pulls me in. He's like, this is not a good crease. This is <laughs> Danny, what's up with the suit? What's wrong? Well, that's the thing that the devil does. You know, I look, I look at all the creases. I look at all the things. I don't know. I was just looking at the way the 
button was and the way it was hanging. I thought, not well, quite right. No, right, not right. But, but see, now we're good. That's a great it. suit. You look great. It. Now we're good. Awesome. So what is it like you two working together? Danny, we'll start oh, with you. Oh, I, I just adore working with Lucy. We've been working together since she was <laughs> this big. <you> know? <laughs> no, but seriously, she's always, uh, she loves acting and loves the theater and loves movies and, and that's what I love. And so it's really great that that, kind of falls into place. Uh -huh. Same thing with our son, uh, my son, yeah, Jake, yeah. who's our older brother, who's producer on, mm. on the show, mm -hmm. Little Demon. And uh, so we've been, for the past couple of years now, because of the pandemic and everything that was going on, we've been working really, really close mm. uh, with all the actors, Aubrey Plaza's in it, and uh, all the, all, everybody on Zoom doing it. <laughs> and uh, we're just having a ball. Let's yeah. see, to cast Satan, just in general, Yeah. was there ever a second choice? No, no. I mean, the, this is the part he was meant to play. You know, it's uh, born to play this it was part. born to play the part. No, I mean, it was. Um, we've been like we're looking for something to work on together, and um, yeah, animation was a really fun way in of like discovering this new world. And um, you know, our friends came up with this idea. You know, Satan and the Antichrist, who is a thirteen-year-old girl. You know, and and that tracks yeah. sort of. So um, yeah, we're just we have a really fun time it's a comedy you know we're like yeah. you know it's it's animated it's adult it's um crazy and um we just have fun with it danny was she always funny lucy since she always. was little yeah like doing always. what kind of serious but very funny oh serious but you know very like lots of <laughs> nuances hey. but very, yeah really good, hey. really good. But, <laughs> oh yeah 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 you see yeah. you know and we've always uh I mean, from the first, one of the first movies I ever did, she was on the set with the nanny, and she was in the nanny's arms. Mm -hmm. Rhea was in the thing or somewhere, and, and, and I was doing a shot over and over again, and I, I'd do the shot, and it would last uh, eight sec, 10 seconds, and I'd yell, cut, and I did it like about eight, nine times. Mm -hmm. and the last time I did it, the kid, she was three months old. She yelled, cut. <laughs> what? And I was like, first really? Words. Yeah, first you know, words. I was, I was born into it, really. I you was were. born into it. Well, you guys, this is a super funny show. I mean, people are going to love it. Bobby said he was laughing so hard he was Yeah, we're shaking. having a great time. Thank you, yeah. yeah. All right, Little Demon airs Thursday nights on FXX and streams the next day on Hulu. Do not miss the DeVitos in this. Bobby, it's not over. Tomorrow you're coming back, all right? Thank you got cool that? Thank all right. You. We look forward to that. We also want to mention quickly this month's pick for her read with Jenna Club is a book called Solito by Javier Zamora. Pick it up. Coming up tomorrow, the hilarious Jane Krakowski. Jane, say that. Jane Krakowski, you're the pro. <laughs> and we're also whipping out some jerk shrimp with David Rose. All right, and also a, a cool performance by a Bobby Pick coming up. See you tomorrow. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Sparted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com.